Woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil sends the beast with wrath, because he knows the time is short. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its number is 666. The Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. All right, we're back. How are you guys? Pretty good. Feels like it's been a while. That's the longest gap without a podcast I've ever had in my life. <laughs> mm, I thought you were going to say something else. No. Usually when someone says longest gap, something else comes afterwards. Not even going to touch that What are you that shaking one? your head at me for? <laughs> well, what are you doing? It's good to see you guys. A lot's been going on since we've been gone. Uh, we had Mark Lanigan. Rest in peace. Yeah. Fucking Russia and the Ukraine. God damn it. And uh, I went on a little vacation, Gabe, and I think uh, the best Mexican food is in Arizona. I'm calling it right now. I'm calling it. You're talking about outside of Chicago? No, it's better than Chicago. Arizona is the best Mexican food. We've been talking about it a lot, you and me our lives and we've been talking about it on this podcast but damn it arizona was it one place in general or the whole state it's all great it's all great but we flew into arizona and drove up drove up to the grand canyon and the first place we stopped at was probably the best mexican food i've ever had and i couldn't tell you where it was or i wouldn't you know tell the, you where it was you can't you don't know the name of it I know, but they told me not to tell you guys. And most shocking of all, Gabe liked a good movie. Which one was it? I forgot. Gabe, would you like to tell us about this good movie? The Red Rocket. It's called Red Red Rocket. Rocket. Red Rocket. Red Rocket. Red Rocket. Now, do you know what a Red Rocket is? I have no idea. I mean, mean, because the girl was a redhead? No, no, no. It's, uh, well, maybe... But a red rocket is usually, uh, it has something to do with your favorite Rocket from the Crypt song. A dick on a dog? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) What does that have to do with the movie? Uh, Well, you know, uh, the character is a bit like a... uh, A dog? A a dog. The The hard-on that goes around humping everything. He's a red rocket. But but you brought up a good point. Maybe, what's her name in the movie? Haley? Strawberry? No. Strawberry. Maybe Strawberry is his red rocket. Yeah. 
Good point, Gabe. Wow, you got a lot out of this movie. So you liked it? We watched it, and I got some entertainment out of it. And I was... <clears throat> I didn't have anybody to root for in the movie. Maybe the girl, Strawberry. Ben, did you see this? Red yes. Rocket? Yes. So you're I one of those people that thinks that a movie's not good unless you have somebody to root for. I didn't say that. I just noticed it, that, hey, this guy's a jackass. He's the main character. I don't like him, but I want to know what's going to happen. You know, but I you didn't find want out. anything bad to happen to him, did you? No. When he was confronted by the dealers, I didn't want him to be, you know. Yeah, I thought that scene was terrifying. I thought he was going to get his head bashed in. Yeah, they were surprisingly pretty... Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it, it was it was pretty good. I, did, I didn't know it was your favorite movie of the year or one of your favorites. Oh, yeah. Best when movie I was of the year. Yeah. Mine too, mine too. Yeah, of course. Ben really? agrees because it's the best movie of the year. He's not an idiot. Is it up for any awards of any kind? No. Which, uh, you know, just solidifies why they all suck. <laughs> Well, it's probably up for those, what, Indie Spirit Awards and that kind of stuff. You think it'll win? or I, It oh, seems I to me like the Indie Spirit could give all their awards to the same movie that's going to win Best Picture. I mean, it's all going to go to the power of the dog, right? Which is only going to consolidate and, uh, you know, make Netflix more powerful. Well, none of that's going to happen if Sam Elliott has anything to say about it. No, Sam Elliott basically... He made sure that uh, Power of the Dog is going to win by opening his his big mouth. Sam Elliott really broke my heart last week. It's uh, it's like Sam Elliott. You were in Roadhouse, the gayest movie on the the planet. And I love Roadhouse, but come on, let's call a, a dick movie, on a dog a, a dick on a dog. Yeah. I mean, that was. That was a gay movie. It was great. So the Sam one, Elliott, for who, who the hell is Sam Elliott? And who in this pod listening world would ever know who Sam Elliott is? Everybody knows who Sam Elliott is, for, except for you, Gabe. Okay. Sa- Sam Elliott's one of my favorite mustaches. And uh, he came out last week on Mark Maron's podcast. Apparently, Mark Maron has a podcast. I wasn't aware of this. But uh, Sam Elliott was saying that he doesn't like Power of the Dog because, as far as I can tell, it's slightly gay. Uh, it was directed by a woman, and it was shot in New Zealand. Um, so all, th- all three of those things kind of disqualifies it from being a real Western. Uh, you, what's the show that Sam Elliott's on now that's a Western? Is it 1888 or something? Yeah, ben, do you something, know? Some, some year, yeah. Okay, I'll take one Power of the Dog over a thousand 1888s. I mean, so I should watch Power of the Dog. You haven't seen Power of the Dog? No. Well, you know what? I would tell you to watch it, but I'm afraid that you won't like it, and then... Because you like it? Now I have that yeah. cloud in my mind that's going to say... Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I'm surprised you watch Red Rocket. Very surprised. Where did you find Red Rocket? Where is that available to um, Amazon, maybe? But you must have paid some money for it. Uh, there's not a lot going on out here, so we, we, rent, we rent movies on on TV. You know what's That's a, what you do? Another really great movie that didn't get nominated for any Oscars uh, is Zola, and I think Zola is on. Is it on HBO Max right now? I just happened to see that 
or it's on Hulu. I think, it on, I think it's on Showtime or something. Or I, maybe it's moved over, but it, it was on one of those movie That's channels. a great movie. And Benedetta is uh, is streaming now, too. So oh, is it? Jump oh, on excellent. that. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, the, the two things happened that I wanted to uh, bring up momentarily since the last time we spoke on this podcast. Yes. One, I believe that Gabe sat down and listened to the Replacements album, Let oh, It wow. Be. Yeah. How'd that go for you, Gabe? I'm trying to look it up real quick so I can remember the name of the song that I only can remember. All right. Well, before we get into that, Gabe, uh, do you know who we have on the show today? Keith Smith. Pete Smith? No, we have Keith Smith. No, I, said, I said Keith Smith. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so Keith, Keith, Smith. Keith Smith. Keith Smith. And I think uh, Keith Smith, I think Gabe's going to get a win today with our friend Keith. Keith is somebody that we went to high school with. He's in a band called Oblivion Myth. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun to talk to Keith. So. Well, unfortunately, as luck would have it, we ended this game, and so we don't have to ask Keith anything about oh, that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, That's so Gabe, what you tell guys us. were all about last time. And let's not, this is the end of this. This is the end of this. Oh, look now, at, all so, of a sudden, all oh, of a sudden, things have changed, I see. Now that Ben realizes we've got a full slate of metalheads <laughs> coming up on the show, he doesn't <laughs> want to play the game anymore. Well, the question is, why did you guys... Fine. Why did you guys suggest Let It Be for me to listen to? Because it seems like this is from their mid to late period where they're not as punk as they were earlier. And well, it's, it's my favorite record of theirs, and that's, that's it. That's the only reason. I, you right. know, I figured you were mature enough to like good songs. It's a, mi- it's a mix <clears throat> of their first, the stuff from their first two albums and the stuff from their last. Right. They got albums. one foot in it's either their side. It's, right. it's the perfect... Mm. It's their it's their new wind, seven seconds. Yes, no, I, I I got what you were saying. <laughs> I just didn't know how to react to it. But anyway, I played it, and I remember the first song was the only one that I really remembered because it had some kind of melody that it stuck in my head. The rest of it kind of just was background music while I was shipping out the rest of the records. You know, the mix yeah. three vinyl. So I, it it didn't catch you know my ear a whole lot except the first song. I guess it's called I, I Will dare. dare. Yeah. It's the only one. There's some kind of guitar melody that follows the, the the vocal. That's it. Which was played by Peter Buck, right? No, no. You always say that. Peter Buck is playing mandolin, which is great <laughs> in that song. But uh, I don't think there's a mandolin in that song. I think Peter Buck oh, is playing yes, the guitar part. No, no. Stop it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bless you. So it's a really... thumbs down. I'd give it a thumbs down. I'd say it's it's up there with. I mean, I, I compare it to how much I like Wilco, which I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like Wilco. So it's just th- no unsatisfied didn't hit you. Uh, we're coming out didn't hit you. Gary's got a boner. Tom Gary's got tonsils a boner. Out. Oh my god, how great! No, uh, is Swinging Party on that record? No. Okay. Are you shocked that I didn't give this a thumbs up? No, I really don't give a shit. Okay. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm not shocked. Well, I did play it. I listened to it all the way through. I I played, and it went and played it again. That's why I got the I Will Dare one more time, and it said, okay, it's a little catchy, you know. But So you're an I Will Dare fan, because if I was going to guess, I would think that would be your least favorite song on the record, but that's the one you like the most. No. I mean, you're right, but... Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? 
as a Beatles fan, for a long time I tried to figure out what is I Will Dare? What kind of song is this? And I realized eventually it's a skiffle, which is oh, how the Beatles skiffle. started out. So, that's so did Jimmy Page. Huh. I don't even know what a skiffle is. I'm not it's sure I do either, but I'm pretty sure it's a little, bit, sure a little bit of that. <laughs> it's got a jaunty beat to it. It's got a it's little a bit jaunty, jaunty beat. Uh, mm-hmm. So should we talk more about Mark Lanigan? Or is that just something we should just move on from? Well, we can, but I also wanted to say that although we haven't podcasted in a couple of weeks, Scott and I wound up hanging out wow, for a weekend. Wow, what, what a great way to just like steamroll right over Mark Lanigan. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to have one more drink for Mark Lanigan. Uh, it was a, you know, we drove across the country and there you go. A little bit of whiskey for the Holy Ghost. Uh, <laughs> drove across the country and at first I was kind of like, all right, Mark. You know, it's not that it was expected, but it was one of those things where it's like you, you, you feel like he lived longer than he should have. You know, he certainly outlasted some of his peers. But then I put on that record, that imitations record. And, you know, uh, the first record, Winding Shoot, was always my favorite. But now I think it's imitations. And it was almost like he, it was his uh, epitaph, like he would recorded his epitaph. Started listening to that record, driving through Joshua Tree and Arizona and everything, and it just it hit me. You know, it it, it was really it, it's a it's a big loss. It's a real shame. He was the best voice of what our generation, I guess you could say, and uh, it just sucks because you feel like he had to have known he was the best singer around. He had to have, right, Gabe? Maybe. I, I he probably didn't tell anybody but uh yeah i mean yeah i didn't realize he'd put on all those records oh so i stopped many records. i stopped after the third one just because i just couldn't keep up but i guess he didn't he didn't never stopped you listen to imitations is that the one with the the song that you told me about the, the solitaire song. yeah 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 that's a carpenter song yep what yep it's great but I could. it's it sucks because you know it's like you just realize he's not around to like hear how much, you know, every, he meant to everybody and how much everybody loved him. And that's, I think that's the real tragedy. I don't know if I'm making any sense. But, uh, I, yeah, I just want, I didn't want to let that go. You know, I just wanted to try to make some sense out of it. There's no sense. You know, people die and, that, and that's the end of it. You know, we're all going to die. And But uh, it it was cool that we were around to... Hear, hear that guy sing. Yeah. Yeah, first time I saw Mark Lanigan uh, was uh, Screaming Trees open for Red Cross. Yeah. At some weird club in New York. and uh, So you went to see Red Cross. That's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but much as Red Cross had, had, had uh, uh, turned my head around when I first saw them, without knowing who they were when they opened for the Hoodoo Gurus. Um, Screaming Trees, who I did know a little bit when I saw them, but they were also a great live band. Oh, yeah. Screaming Trees are great. Screaming Trees are great. But then Mark put out that solo record, and I remember hearing that. Yeah. And I might have said this to Gabe. I was like, if I ever make a solo record, I want it to sound like this. And, of course, you can't, because you can't sing like Lanigan, but... <laughs> But you know, there's there's a certain uh, 
charm that that record has, which is why, you know, a month didn't go by that I wouldn't put it on. Uh, but putting on imitations and like just hearing those covers, um, that's a whole know, record of covers. I, I fell apart. I fell apart. Oh yeah, yeah. It's all covers. It's great. I'm gonna have to look this up. It's sort of like it. It almost. It's almost like it's the whole point of the record is a bid to nominate Lanigan as our uh, Frank Sinatra. He's one of the great interpreters of. You know who could do that? Nobody could do that. Did he write his his songs though? I mean, was he the Man was he the writer of the solo stuff? Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, so this will either be in or it will be out. We'll see what happens. But uh, Ben, what were you saying? <laughs> what, what, what we're about to talk about will either be in or out? Or what we just talked about? No, what we just talked about. <laughs> the Mark Lanigan stuff? Oh, sure yeah. it should be in. What's the matter with you? Uh, well, Scott, what, uh, Scott surprised me by coming up to Madison for the weekend to see. Yeah, I spent the weekend with, with Ben Reiser in Madison at the UW Cinematheque. And we watched Kung Fu movies all weekend. And I had a blast. It was a good time. And then we watched our dogs do some Kung Fu fighting in my backyard for five minutes. (laughs) No. So Ben had this great idea that Karen would come over. And hang out with Remy, and uh, they'd get along, and we could leave them and go to the movies. And I was like, Ben, eh, I, I don't know, I don't know if it's gonna work out. He's like, well, just try it. Come on over. And uh, they went in the backyard. They sniffed each other around for about twenty seconds, and Karen lost it, and just, Wah. it was terrifying. And and Ben, you're sitting there with like a glass of water. Like, I got a glass of water. I'm like, what is that going to do? Well, I, I, I didn't even know what your, your point was. Well, because that, that's what you're supposed to be able to do is you pour water on dogs who are fighting and it sort of snaps them out of it. But that was... I thought that it, was for cats. Oh, it might be also, but... It, I what, thought you were what, bringing out water because you'd think the dogs would go, oh, there's water. We should drink instead of kill each other. Right, but the problem was it was raining out, and it was a big mud pit in my backyard. So immediately, big Remy, mud pit. <laughs> yeah, big mud pit. <laughs> and so Remy was uh, immediately drenched and like covered in mud and shaking, oh, shaking like so a leaf. Bad. It was fine. Karen's he wasn't bad hurt dog. at all. <laughs> she was. Karen is the sweetest dog, but she does have a thing about um, her play style. Yeah, I'm, no, I, I'm convinced that she was bred to fight, which mm. sucks because she's not a big dog. Like, I, I almost feel like she was bred to be a bait dog. Mm. And uh, it, you're lucky you got out of that life, Karen. What are you giving me that luck for? She's giving me a sideways look. So one other thing I want to bring up before uh, Keith comes on is I started watching on Gabe's Recommendation. Uh, this fucking TV show about Pam and Tommy Lee. Have you watched this, Ben? No. Gabe, you're still watching this show? Uh, Heidi's ahead of me on this one, so I can't catch up because whatever. Mm-hmm. So I watched but, uh, it because you said it was good. I didn't say it was good. I said it was so bad that it's, it has to be seen. Well, let me tell you something. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a great show. Hi. <laughs> I don't think it's bad. I think it's really good. Those two actors playing Pam and Tommy, they're great. 
This is a good show. Whoa. What are you doing, Gabe? I like it. You like the talking penis. What's not to like? <laughs> totally into it. Totally into it. And and those two playing Pam and Tommy. Uh, who's the guy that plays Tommy? Is he in some show? I've never heard of him before. He's perfect. Perfect jackass. It's a, it's a good show. <laughs> as soon as I get off, I'm going to watch the next episode. The new one, the next one starts today? I don't know. I don't know. But I I'm the- just saying that the, the, wor- the world has really shifted on its axis. Gabe likes a good movie, and I like a TV show that Gabe likes. What's going on? <laughs> this is the way it, it always was. What are you talking about? 25 years ago when we both watched, what, My So-Called Life and uh, what was the other movie? No, 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 my friend. Twin Peaks. You would watch, you would watch a bunch of bullshit like uh, Melrose Place and uh, 90120. 90210. What did I say? 90120. 90120345678910. And I didn't watch that crap either. Yeah, but you, not all your movies were good either. So yes, they were. Like what wasn't good? Get Shorty. <laughs> you gotta watch Get Shorty again. You're you're hundred no, percent wrong about Get Shorty. No, I'm, on, I'm right on target. But anyway, we both liked Twin Peaks and my so-called life back back then. So hey. how do you know I like Twin Peaks? I didn't like Twin Peaks. Yes, you did. Matt liked Twin Peaks. You liked I it. I don't even think I was watching Twin Peaks when it came out. I was a big David Lynch fan, but I was a hardcore David Lynch fan. I didn't want to watch TV David Lynch. And you missed out. And I saw it eventually. And you liked it. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. It's all right. What do you what think? What about Twin Peaks ben? The Return? I think well, that's all right. David Lynch's Between the three, Twin Peaks The Original, Twin Peaks The Return, and Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me, which is the best? Twin ben. Peaks, The Return. Gabe? The original series. No, no, you're both wrong. Twin Peaks, Fire With Me <laughs> is the best. It might be David Lynch's best movie. Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me is great, but Twin Peaks, The Return is like 18 hours of it, and then some. Uh, it's, uh, it's not... like Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me is so... Oh, it, it's so profound and I, I don't know it's it's got like so much feeling to it like you know I mean it, it's devastating that movie yeah I, I, I don't really have don't know what's going on with the return I don't really I don't know what is so I honestly don't know what's supposed to be so amazing about the return I don't get it hmm you kind of have to, you have to watch the whole thing. It's the it's the. It's I have the watched the whole thing. I've watched them all. Yeah. <clears throat> have you watched Firewalk with me? Not many times. I saw it in the theater, but I probably haven't seen it in the last so many years. Well, they're doing a thing at Music Box uh, next in April next month. They're they're showing everything, all of it. One hundred and fifty hours. No, not the TV show. But all the movies and everything involved with it and. All right. Hey, everybody. It's Keith Smith. Are you there, Keith? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> All right. What's going on? Oh, just uh, 
enjoying my evening. Just had dinner. Well, it's about to get a whole lot worse. <laughs> Let's get this out of the way right now. Iron right. Maiden or The Replacements? Iron Maiden. Uh-huh. All right, but yeah, you think about it for a minute. Hang on no. a second. I thought he was going to say, who the hell were The Replacements? No, he didn't right. say that. Oh, is that right? No, he was like, why is somebody asking me this? All right, Gabe, you got you got to win. All right, now here's a more important question: Iron Maiden or Metallica? Mm. Iron Maiden. Oh, <laughs> wow! Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Uh, um, maybe because I, I maybe because Metallica, I got tired of more. Then uh, I kind of wore out both bands, but not really Iron Maiden. I mean, I'm in an Iron Maiden cover band, Iron Tribe. Iron so, Tribe. And what about yeah. Damage? What's Damage? Is that? Yeah, I was doing uh, a Metallica cover band called Damage from 2011 to 2018. So were you playing James Hetfield? Because you don't have yeah. the James Hetfield look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the reason why I started doing it um, is because of some some fans, some Metallica club fans in Nashville were, were playing a show with them. And they said, man, you look just like James Hetfield. You ever thought about <laughs> doing a, a Metallica cover band? I'm like, I've been, I've been told that, I, that, <laughs> that I look like, that I look like James Hetfield since 1984. So I was right. like, well, I guess we should probably finally do that. You know, yeah. and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Keith was always rocking the James Hetfield look in, in high school. He was, you cultivated that and, and you, you took it as far as you could. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, all, all I was doing is just growing my hair. I was wearing a leather jacket and, uh, and jeans and a concert t-shirt. And that's pretty much, <laughs> I'm still that way today. I still have that leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, still- in fact, that leather jacket, uh, I swapped with Scott Overby because his jacket was too big and mine got too small. So we just swapped jackets. <laughs> Perfect. How's Scott doing these days? Uh, he's doing fine. Yeah? Living in Waukegan. You know, I talk to him once in a while. Last time I saw the two of you together, we went to see Iron Maiden. Yes. That was in 2008. Yeah, I had to ask Scott, what, when, was, when was that? That was 12 years ago. 14 years ago. Jesus. Yeah. And uh, I almost got kicked out of that show. Because you got kicked week? out? I, 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 I could have gotten kicked out because... I had business cards of my band and I was passing them out to everybody in the beer line. And all of a sudden this guy that works at, at um, I guess it was called, uh, was it Horizon at the time? or Rosemont like, Horizon. Rosemont Horizon. Rosemont yeah. Horizon. I, it might've been called that at the time, but now it's like, I think Allstate Arena. Right, right. Somebody who worked at the arena said, you can't do that. Why? I don't know. That's nonsense. <laughs> it was so funny. Seriously, but did they give you a reason why you can't hand out business cards at a they concert? Said, they said no solicitation or something like that. Uh, you know, maybe Bruce Dickinson didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Tell us. Okay, so people that don't know, which is everybody, <laughs> is you went <laughs> to school with Gabe and I. You went to high school with us at Zion Benton. Yes. Uh, and there was a metal crew at Zion Benton of which you and Gabe were very important members. And there was people in there like Matt Garcia, 
Scott Overby. Uh, who else? Who else am I forgetting that was part of that crew? T- I mean, tell us about that. You, you and Gabe talk reminisce. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I uh, there was uh, there was Mike Christie. He oh, Mike also- Christie. Yes, yep. Mike Christie. He, yeah, he was he was from the Waukegan metal scene high school crowd, and that's where Scott Overby came from too. Yeah, and uh, and then also Jason Kelly, right. and uh, a few other people, and then that's I mean there was this thing called at the time the Waukegan metal scene, and the Kenosha metal scene, and, and all of Rath. a sudden, and with Wrath and and all of them, and then uh, and then uh, there was also a, a scene out of uh, Libertyville, Mundelein. Because we right. had you had bands like Prisoner, right? And you know even even like Metal Rain was in Zion, and even uh, Masada. R e i g n, not R a i n. Right. <laughs> Masada's and, Masada's still playing. Yeah, Masada's still happening. And I saw uh, a Wrath know. sticker the other day when I was at Rot Stop. That's the picture I sent to you, Gabe. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but but um, I mean, yeah. We were the metal kids, and that's that's it's been my way of life ever since. I mean, what was your first favorite band? Was it a metal band, or or did you like like Bay City Rollers first, or something like that? Was I, I saw them on TV quite a bit. Yeah, that guy on uh, Kids Are People too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? But, uh, wasn't there a show for a second called Animals Are People Too, which maybe? Yeah, I was like, no, they're not. <laughs> but no i uh i would i would probably say kiss because in 76 i have i have an older brother and he gave me my first albums were three kiss albums mm-hmm. the, the first one hotter than hell and destroyer right and i was only six years old at the time and then i would play his records and i'd listen to my kiss records i got i got into boston I used to play the 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 Boston debut uh, a track on the home stereo, and I would turn that thing as loud as it can possibly go. Right. And uh, so I, w- I would. I guess you could say Kiss. Yeah, that makes but, sense. But, but I mean, even though they're not really a metal band, they're a hard rock band. Um, I think he, uh, I, I I thought that uh, Ozzy Osbourne was a cool rock name, but he was in that band Black Sabbath that was too scary for me to even own a record. Uh-huh. And I bought the Blizzard of Oz that the Blizzard of Oz album, right? And Randy Rhodes just blew me away. I yeah. mean, that was the first time I heard like heavy metal guitar. That was more than just you know Black Sabbath type riffs. Right, right. Well, which one do you like better, Diary or Blizzard? Diary. Yeah, I think I think Diary of a Madman, out of all the Ozzy records, is my favorite. No, oh, it's the best. Yeah, it's the best. That uh, the over the mountain solo is mind blowing. Yeah, it took me a long difference. It took me a long time to uh, learn how to play Believer. <laughs> really? That seems like yeah. the easiest one. Well, I, I think I just kind of procrastinated because I'm learning so much other other material from other bands. It's like you know what? I really never really learned how to play Believer, and that's like my favorite solo off that album. Oh so, yeah. So I, I finally worked on it. I think last year. You know, I've always appreciated the music. I just never bothered to learn it because I've learned, you know, a hundred Metallica songs. Right. And uh, 
I, and, and as well as Iron Maiden right. and Rush and Rush. Yeah. Things like that. I so. remember, I remember learning the solo for flying high again in, in high school from the, uh, the sheet music and guitar for the practicing musician. And I remember that like that part and I sprained my hand and I couldn't play guitar for a few days after that. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I skipped the diary of a madman album because of the averted cross on the front cover. Oh Yeah. So I didn't I I didn't listen or buy that album until it came out on CD, which was probably ninety five or ninety six. Right. So were you a Christian in high school? Uh no. So no, you just I didn't have, like inverted crosses. I had uh, I well my my grandpa was a preacher and uh-huh. he had a, he had a, he lived in Mississippi and he had a church. So I grew up going every every time school would would get out in June. I'd go down there and visit my grandma on my dad's side in Mississippi and then mm. go over the state line, which is right like where Tennessee and Mississippi, Alabama, all three states meet. My dad's side was on the Mississippi side and my mom's family was on the Alabama side. And when we would go down there to visit, uh, it was all about church and food and family and fun and music. And that's. What kind Where of I, what denomination was it? Baptist or it was non non denominational. Okay, and uh, my grandpa my grandfather was a preacher for probably about thirty four years, mm-hmm. and uh, so I grew up in a church environment, but it was like a summer thing. Yeah. Um, I, di- I didn't uh, I didn't get into um, I wasn't saved until after high school. I was yeah. listening to Striper. I was in Deliverance. And I went to some uh, cornerstone mm-hmm. things at Lake County Fairgrounds. Right, and, I was at a few and, of those, and uh, <laughs> and uh, saw a, whole, uh, a band called Holy Soldier. Yeah, and I don't know them. Yeah, so they had a song called uh, "Stranger," uh-huh. and uh, it just really hit me. But so that so that I mean was, that was it. That's when you decided to, to uh, yeah be a Christian I, was at a concert. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was at a concert. I mean, it was already growing in 88, 89, and 90. I almost went to the Ozarks to some Bible college in Missouri in the summer of 89, I think. But then I got cold feet and backed out. <laughs> so was this all just because of your grandpa and just sort of having that thing in the back of your head? Or was this like one day a conscious decision? Like, why were you going to go to Bible college? What, what well, was that um, about? I was, uh, I was searching. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as I, I was an older, you know, I got out of high school and whatnot, and uh, I came across a movie uh, on VHS at a rental store. And I think it was pretty close to Zion Schwinn, a bicycle shop and yeah. Wall, at Wally's Music. I think it was called Wally's. Yeah. Um, I don't, there might have been a video store in that same strip in Zion. Anyway, I came across a movie called uh, Jesus of Nazareth. And that was a movie. That was a movie that I saw. Hold on, my, Keith. Yeah. It's it's a it's a TV miniseries. It's not a movie. Just, <laughs> I just got to get that out of the way here. But go, it's go true. On. Yeah. On. And um, I I saw that with my grandpa, and um, I decided to rent that. And he was like, "Oh wow, I remember I remember that." You know. Yeah. And my grandma my grandma had just died that year on my mom's side. So, um, when I watched that movie, it just uh, it brought me. To my roots of what I was brought up on, right, and so 
the Holy Spirit, spiritually, whatever, it worked through me. And um, right. And that's what so Zeffirelli. Zep, you went there through yeah. Zeffirelli. All right. Yeah, through that movie and my grandpa and um, yeah. So. so then you were thinking, like, getting out of high school, you're going to go to Bible college. Almost, yeah. Okay. And then why didn't you do that? Just cold feet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just uprooting and just taking off. and But I was really on fire. Because, like, you you know, you hear about these Christ, uh, Christians that, newborn Christians, and you're totally on fire. And you're right. just, you want to go save the world and go all over the place and hit every country and tell everybody about Jesus. And uh, so that's what was going on with me at the time. But, right. um, but then I started to slide away. When I turned 21, I was old enough to drink. And then I started going to bars. Right. And um, I remember um, a friend, uh, a friend of mine, Dave Estep, right. uh, he was working at a, at a sign shop with uh, Scott Overby. And <laughs> we would go down to Smother Coogan's in the early 90s. Wait, what's what? What place? What's it called? It's called Smiler Coogan's. Smiler it's, it's, Coogan's. It's an, old, it's an old metal dive club in the western suburbs, right? Yeah. And um, we used to go there. We used to bar hop all over the place. And then we at last the last place that we normally would end up would be Smiler's. And then that was nothing but death metal. Mm-hmm. And we would also follow uh, a uh, Black Sabbath tribute called War Pigs. Which was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I had some sliding away for a while, but then I ultimately came back in my 30s um, after my son was born. Yeah. When did you move to Nashville? I moved to Nashville in 2005. Okay. I I was down in Florida. I left Illinois in 97. I went to, uh, to Florida to get a film and video degree. And then I went to, and then I, and then in 2000, I went to Notre Dame and I worked at Channel 16 for two years. While I was there, my son was born. What'd you do at Channel 16? I was um, audio, camera operator, floor director uh, for uh, the news Monday through Friday. And then I became the editor. But I also did camera work for uh, their national televised Catholic mass service that they televised, that they recorded in Notre Dame. I was part of that. Right. And in a TV show called Ag Day. What was it called? Ag Day. Ag Day? With what is Al Pell. Okay. It's, like an, it's an agricultural show. All right. And yeah, and it airs nationally. But uh, while I was and so in were Florida, you still in bands during that whole point? No, no. Actually, um, I was, when I left Illinois, I was down there playing music and uh, with my friend Joe Marvin, he's a drummer. He's actually coming back. He's moving closer to me now, and we're going to be doing a Rush tribute, <laughs> a Rush cover band. Right. He's going to be in he's going to be in Huntsville, Alabama. But when I first left L- um, Illinois in '97, I was jamming with Joe in '98, and then in '99 I got married, and then 2000 I was working for Notre Dame and had baby. Right. Was, and then I spent two years in Notre Dame, got divorced. Uh, the company downsized, so they had to let me go. I was getting divorced. I had to fight for custody of my son, and I had to uh, relocate and sell my house. Yeah. All, all, and it happened all in one day. Filed for divorce, custody, all that. And so I went through uh, quite a bit of stuff for about yeah. four months. <laughs> and I I won um, custody of my son. Right. 
and my ex-wife was missing in action and um i haven't seen her her from her since Mm. and um and then we we went back down to florida that's when i started oblivion myth it was after my divorce i found some some guys in palm bay florida and um i was playing around with uh, photoshop with like interesting words and i always liked the word oblivion and the and the word myth Right. And actually, and actually, Jeff Tate, his, the band that he was in before Queensryche was called Myth. Okay. And so I kind of put the two words together, and it was pretty cool, like Photoshop fonts and stuff. And then the next thing you know, I got a name of a band. I started working with some guys. So there's and, no meaning behind it. It's just the two words well, together that you like. Originally, no. But now, it it, it after uh, around 2011... Um, a lot. Of, I've had a, a lot of a band members come and go, uh-huh. and um, it was so. The end of 2011 here in Nashville, it was just me and Ray Legrand, my my lead vocalist, and he uh, he and I uh, we pray together that um, you know about what's going to happen with this band. The lyrics of the band have always kind of honored and recognized and and right stories about God and Jesus right. and just the battle of good and evil and all that. Yeah. Very, very heavy metal. Yeah. I mean, when you got heavy metal and gospel, it's probably the, the, the two number one things that actually mm-hmm. sing about heaven and hell. Right. Other than maybe other than maybe country music. Yep. Uh, so um well maybe your music, you know, heaven and hell. <laughs> 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 so um we, uh, you know, we said that this band needs a foundation as much as, uh, you know, our, our, the marriage to our wives, we have a foundation with the Lord there and the foundation of this band should have one too. Right. So in 2011, we made it official and he was only in a band for about three more years until, um, he was, he left. And then I got some new people. I've had about maybe 30, 35 people come and go out of this band. Whoa. And, and I started, I started. The, You're like started King a, Crimson over there. <laughs> right. I started Oblivion 20 years ago. And we're, um, we have three albums out and we're halfway through a fourth. And right. we're, we're independent. We're not signed, but I have, I've always seek those, seek those things out. But nothing, uh, nothing happened. But uh, but well, we, I can, mean, we can we continue to make music and try to get out there, and we do play regionally around Nashville and the surrounding states, even Illinois, and that's what we've been doing for the past you know ten, fifteen years. Right. I mean, uh, I'm guessing there's not a Nashville Christian metal scene. Not really. No. 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 I mean, you're it. Yeah. Right. So, there's, I mean, there's that's probably a, t- a few that we don't know about, but that, I mean, I mean yeah, you, yeah. I, I'll, I'd be willing to bet if there was another one, you would have found them by now. Right. I mean, it's a tall order. I mean, what you're doing and, and what you're, you're, the guns you're sticking to are, are they're tough guns. And yeah. you've been doing that for a long time. And, yeah. you know, I've got nothing but respect for that. Thank you. Uh, well, who cares what I think? But, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's like, <laughs> How tough is that? I mean, tell us about, I mean, how do you keep your head up with something like that? Well, we just write really heavy music, just kick-ass music. Um, And we don't sing about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. 
Mm-hmm. We sing we sing about real life stuff that people go through, whether it's suicide or whatever. And then you got stuff that you know you can sing about, you know, like the war of heaven and hell and angels and demons. You know, we've right. sung a, we sung stuff about that, but we also talk about you know have songs that are biblically uh, true too, like when the veil was torn in two. Right. And well, I mean, it, heavy so, metal gets you know this it's much deserved reputation for lyrics about the devil, but there's, you know, also bands that have tons of songs that reference the Bible, like even something like creeping death, or, I mean, how many songs are called right. revelations, you know? I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, is that, is that connection something that, you know, you were, you, you were like, okay, we can totally have a metal band and still be Christian. Yeah. Cause like, uh, there's so many, um, Christians in heavy metal, now, that what? are you know like said, who like well you've got um nico mcbrain he's not a christian nico yes, yes. gabe if anybody's gonna know if nico mcbrain is a christian i think keith would know but i didn't know that <laughs> yeah yeah it's, uh, it, yeah and you know uh brian walsh from corn what oh, oh i didn't know that i didn't know yeah that. dave mustaine Dave Mustaine's not a Christian. He's a Fox <laughs> News chill. I, I, I've That's gone not to the same. He's him and I uh, were attending attending the same church at one time not too long ago. Really? He lives because he. So there's so many rock stars that have been moving to Nashville. There's like the yeah. Journey Journey guys, the Sticks guys, the Slaughter guys. The Vince Neil lives like down the road practically from me, and uh, and then you got Justin Timberlake. And uh, Brad Whitford of Aerosmith—they're all over down here. Yeah, I know. And, yeah, and and you do run into them occasionally. Yeah. So, uh, Robert Plant—he's <laughs> <laughs> got a place here too. I thought so, I thought Plant was living in Austin. I guess Plant can live anywhere he wants. He can right? live anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Where do you play at around um, uh, Nashville? Anywhere we can, yeah. <laughs> because there's even like the, the last time I saw your band play, it was probably uh, over at the. Well, that was the exit in. Exit in, yeah. Yeah, well, that one, it, that place is getting um, threatened to be torn down because because they're they're tearing down old buildings and putting up condos. And I've that's heard exact, about that. And that's what's going on with Cannery Row. We we've we we've got a date there. Uh, yeah, you're at the Mercy it, Lounge on the is Saturday, April 23rd. No, it says exit in on my thing. Oh wait, no, wait, you're at the exit in. Yeah, yeah. it better still be there by the time we get there, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I um I won't be there for that show because I got I've got a show down in Chattanooga. Okay, so you guys going on tour? Uh, I just started filling some dates. It's really hard to get booked, mm-hmm. you know, and there's not a whole lot of lot of money to be made. Um, at our level, we're not signed. It's all about being signed, you know? Mm. And so, um, we've been independent for so long. It's kind of like we get a percentage of the door and share it with, you know, we kind of just been doing the same thing over and over, over the years, but we love playing this music and getting the message out to people. And we just love performing in front of people. Yeah. And, um, it's in our blood, you know, you gotta do it. I mean, isn't there a Christian music circuit that 
Like, have you ever gotten on that or do you, are um, you out of that as well? I finally was able to play for um, Cornerstone, but it's called Audio Feed now. And they're down in uh, close to Champaign. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's called Urbana, Illinois. Right. And they play that. Um, they had that every Fourth of July weekend. And we were there four years ago. And that was full circle for me because I was really touched by the Holy Spirit at a, at a show in 1990 at, for Holy Soldier. And then, and, and then, what, 28 years later, I'm playing that festival. It may not it may not be Lake County, you know, Grays Lake, but it came full circle. Right. Um, it was a little bit late for us to get in this year. Um, but uh, it's just tough, you know, because we don't have any official rep- representation. No, you know, we pretty much do everything ourselves. In fact, you're looking at the guy that does pretty much all of it. Managing, booking, graphics, you name it. You know, right. uh, promoting, it's all me. So, I mean, is, is that, is that something that like, is an albatross around your neck or do you think the reason you're doing it all is because you want to do it all? Um, it's not a burden. It's something that I want to go is, is uh, I want to take this as far as I can. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 51 We'll see where I'm at. So is Gabe. I'm, right. I'm not 51. I'm 50. <laughs> Scott's closer to 52. And Shut better. up. I'm 51. I didn't want to start, start with you. <laughs> but, um, you know, we'll see where I'm at when I'm 60. I, I want to keep doing this, you know, for as long as possible. I want to keep on making music, making records, and playing in front of people. It's such a thrill. You know? Yeah. Well, what do you think... Uh, you would have thought of being in a Christian metal band as a teenager. What would, what would, yeah. Uh, before I graduated, I was pretty much into a lot of, uh, dark, heavy metal. I was, I was a Slayer kid. Yeah. And I listened, I listened to Venom and Celtic Frost. Still listen to Celtic Frost. (laughs) Good. Good. That that first album, Morbid Tales, you know, pretty much was uh, still a good album. And, um, um, you know, in the uh, Exodus and Merciful Fate, you know, I listened to all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, so. Wait a minute now. This uh, We need to settle a long-running debate here. Do you say Celtic Frost or Celtic Frost? <laughs> Is this the guy who steered you wrong to begin with, Gabe? <laughs> I, I've been... I think we all said Celtic for us growing up, but then I heard yeah. Celtic later. Me too. It's like it's 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 Celtic. I think it's Celtic as well, but some people say Celtic. Keith just said Celtic too. We all yep. say Celtic Frost. Yeah, I but he also he also picked up a Southern twang. I can hear it from in his, in his voice can right you? now. I can't really hear it. Oh, I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> He's been down there for a while. He has been down there yeah, for a while. I've been, and I'm, I've been for 15 years. And, you know, I had just saw some family from Florence, Alabama, just a couple days ago. So Okay, I'm starting to hear it. it starts to, <laughs> hey, it starts to, like, it's coming you in know, there. And it's like, Ugh! I have to fight it. So when you were first saved, uh, did you think, like, I, I can't play heavy metal? I mean, I can't no. do this. I can't reconcile uh, being Christian and being in a heavy metal band. For no. even a little bit? Uh, no. 
No. Um, I think um, when I first started playing some Iron Maiden songs in the Iron Tribe band, uh, I, I would, uh, you know, you, get, you, you come across that song, Number of the Beast. Uh-huh. And I was just like, mm, you know. But that's in Revelations. That's okay. It's in Revelations. You know, yeah. and I remember on uh, when Iron Maiden came out with Peace of Mind, they actually had a Bible quote on the back of the album, which right. I still have. I still have that record. Yeah. Um, but there, um, There's a Bible quote at the beginning of Number of the Beast. Woe to you, O earth and sea, for oh, the yeah. devil sends the beast with wrath, it's because true. he knows the time is short. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its number is 666. And then, you know, and the, and the beast has a neighbor at 667, you know. It's 668 is the number. It's just, it's, is the, that's the neighbor of the beast. That's, that's the neighbor of the beast, 668. 667 is across the street. From oh, the you're right. That's yeah, right. you're right. Yeah. I screwed that up. Yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> So but, never, for, um, never for one second. Okay, so you're playing some yeah. songs in Maiden, and you're like, eh, can I do this? Yeah, you know, I mean, because even even the the Metallica band, you know, we would play uh, this uh, this song that's got the word infanticide in it. I forgot what it's called. Uh, uh, Trooping Death. Put, and, well, it's it, it's that Metallica song off the Black Album. Um, oh well, yeah, we we don't know. Look, yeah, we don't. Harvester know of Sorrow. Harvester oh, that's a good song. Sorrow. That is, is a, the best it, song it, it on that record. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, my faith is pretty strong, and no matter what I come across or whatever song, you know, I'm not going to go out and play a bunch of Venom songs or Merciful Fate songs. I won't do that. You know, I don't. I don't like the band Ghost. You know, because <laughs> they so, suck. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with their <laughs> lyrics. Ghost sucks. You know, I mean, they were on tour with Iron Maiden, and I skipped that one. And they were coming through Nashville. I was like, eh, I don't think so. <sighs> but um, so, you know, I'm not into songs that praise the devil or anything like that. But uh, there are songs about the devil, but there's songs about Jesus, too. Yeah. And so um, I'm confident and strong in my, where I stand in my faith and where, in my place in this world, no matter what song I play. So you're halfway through a new record, and album I mean, number four. Do you have like a? Is it just you just keep working on it until it's done, or or do you have a, a, a you know, a deadline, a self-imposed deadline, or anything like that? Um, yeah, we always kind of like set a deadline, but it always gets kind of like pushed a little bit. Because, pushed back, yeah. You know, I mean, this is all part-time stuff, and you know, and uh, right now we're taking a break from working on a new album we had a guitar player that just uh moved to phoenix that he always wanted to live there chris selby so he's now living out there and now we're down a guitar player so always just, wanted to live in phoenix who always wants to live in phoenix <laughs> i don't know rob, rob halford lives there you know? he does uh dave mustaine used to have megadeth arizona it was like near there who knows yeah. but remember yeah. when gay when rob halford came to the show once when we were playing in that was Phoenix. like 95 on the 3 by 5 tour. Yeah. And he was like half Freaked the crowd. Me because out. There was yeah, four there people was there. nobody there but Rob. <laughs> Did you talk to him? Me? Yeah, I gave him a cassette. He was like, yeah, okay. He wasn't there the to see us. Yeah, it was the high five motherfucker. Who was there to see? I think he was there to see uh, Stanford. 
<clears throat> is this cool. before, before or after he came out? I don't remember. I think he was out by that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, in uh, August of 2019, the last time Iron Maiden had played Nashville, the guy uh, it, uh, that plays guitar with me in Iron Tribe, we just have two guitars, and we rotate three bass players and two drummers and, I think, two or three singers. And But me and Don Carr, Don Carr is my band called Noise Cult, Mm. Don and I are the only ones who play the guitar stuff. It's just him and I. You start adding more guitar players, it gets real confusing. So we decided to go ahead and just keep it to ourselves. And um, Don has been, he's gone on a couple tours with Iron Maiden as a video director. Oh, yeah? So on a day off, we had our second or third night before Maiden. It's a show that we do. It's literally the night before Maiden plays Nashville. Right. And this time, they, uh, it was on a Sunday because Maiden was playing Monday. And there's a you know a trivia contest and things like that and a raffle. You can win like free tickets and backstage passes and T-shirts or whatever. So some of the guys in Maiden actually were hanging out with us that, that um, Sunday in August of 2019 at the Hard Rock. And um, the opening band was uh, a Judas Priest cover band called sad wings great and, and my lead singer tim mcdonald of oblivion myth is the lead singer of sad wings uh-huh. and richie faulkner had just moved to nashville and he was in a band with steve harris's daughter so and oh, right they and, they opened up for maiden on that last in 2000 tour. and right. 2008 yeah 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 and so uh richie uh was you know um was talked to uh, about going up and playing some songs. And he, he played like three or four, I think three songs with Sad Wings on one of my guitars. And then um, everybody from Maiden was there except for uh, Bruce Dickinson <laughs> and Dave Murray. Dave wasn't there. I was going to ask you if Dave was there. No, Dave wasn't there. In fact, the two that were, um, in fact, Janik didn't sit for, he didn't hang out for the whole thing. I think Steve had some of his family there. And uh, Steve Harris and yeah, um, but uh, towards the end of the evening, uh, Nico got up on the kit. He walked up on stage, gave me a hug and hugged everybody else, got behind the kit. And we played flat, uh, run to the hills. And, oh, no, we played flat, we played flight of Vickers. Okay. And then we then we played run to the hills and nowhere Eagles dare. No. No, we had already done that in the set. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, because we've also done uh, songs like uh, Sun and Steel. Right. And uh, some rare songs, you know, yeah. and we've done we've done uh, uh, To Tame a Land. It's a lot, lot of fun. That's a lot of fun material, you know, and. Um, You're heavy so, on the peace of mind stuff. Yeah, we practically played that entire album. Mm. And uh, <laughs> except for uh, Quest for Fire. <laughs> it's probably the only one that we don't play. Don't like that one? Um, I'll play it. You know, I'm trying to get the guys in the band to play the loneliness <laughs> of the long distance runner, but oh, so good. It's just a joke, you know. And yeah. they're like, "Oh, you're killing me," you know. Yeah. But um, when Nico got up there, I, I had never seen. And this is something that Scott, you're, you're you're used to, but I had never seen so many people inhale and grab their camera and all these cameras are pointed at us. It was bizarre. But I was just like, 
game on. Yeah. That's the man. Did you we, sort of feel yourself levitate a little when he started playing? Um, I just felt like um, I just had as a maintained professional. Yeah. And not and not and not and play to the audience, even though right. they're looking at him, and still put on a good show because we had been playing for about two, maybe two and a half hours by the time yeah. Nico got up there to play. So that's that's kind of like one of the like like one of the you know many pinnacles of yeah my my career as a as a musician because i've been playing music since i was nine yeah that's one of those nice gusts of wind that keeps your sails full you know yeah so you started when you were nine yeah i started piano when i was nine oh it was piano when did you switch to guitar september of 84 when i started high school you freak you know the exact (laughs) month (laughs) yeah because um it was at the beginning of high school. I was just like, I gotta get it. I gotta get electric guitar because yeah. oh, that that whole year of 1984, man, we had Van Halen 1984. Right. We had uh, Rat Out of the Cellar. Uh-huh. We already had previously. We you know um, oh we had Power Slave. We had yeah. Dock and Tooth and Nail. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my god, Metallica's Ride of Lightning. I was like, I have got to play electric guitar. Right. Because I had um, an acoustic for a couple of years, but I never took any lessons. And it was just a nylon, uh, it was called a Regal. Right. And um, So how did you learn to play gu- guitar? Like, were you taking lessons um, or did you just took, know enough? Yeah, I took lessons from uh, Terry Peterson at Music Center in Kenosha. Okay. For about six years. Really? Yeah. He was like a mentor. Wow. Kind of just, I just keep on going to him and, with ideas and he would just keep on just telling me, showing me everything that he could. Wow. And I, I just enjoyed that mentor process. Right. And I, I went that long and that, you know, to have an instructor kind of like keep on showing me things, everything that I learned on the piano just transferred right over to guitar. Right. And it made sense to you. You were able to like, just make that leap. Yeah. Cause like, um, in uh, study hall, I was always, uh, yeah, I was always writing out scales, right, right, on, right. On tab. I wasn't yeah. doing homework. No, no, not at all. If you saw me in study hall, I was probably writing numbers on tab like all the time, right? And that's and that's just what I did. Yeah, yeah. So like, like you knew right away in high school. You're like, eh, you know, it's like I appreciate what you guys are trying to do, but I've found what I want to do, and and this is it. Or did you pay attention to anything in high school? Um, high school, I just went there and did my time. Yeah, <laughs> and I did. I was I was there only long enough that I I was there only when I had to. Yeah, which was the bell, the first bell and the last bell. I was right. gone. I love playing music. I love writing music, and it's just it's in my blood. I mean, it's just, it goes back to me watching my uncles play in my uncle's church. I mean, yeah. sorry, my uncle's playing, all playing guitar, like four guitars going at the same time in my grandpa's church. And I was just blown away by all the stuff that they're doing on the guitar. Right. Because I was into Kiss and there was, a, you know, you look at all the Kiss stuff and it's like guitars. And right. It looks like weapons, like an right. arsenal, you know? And you also think it's like it's unattainable, and then you see people you know doing it, and you're just like, ah, you get bitten, right? 
Oh, completely. Completely. You know, I mean, first concert I saw was Journey and the, the Escape Tour. Oh, wow. For, first, I would say the first metal concert was probably a Wrath or Numbskull show. And that was local. Yeah. <laughs> Wrath and Numbskull. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Skip McGollum and those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, even even house parties, you know, I went to those too. Right. And um, but uh, the biggest metal show that I, that I went to go see was um, Anthrax, Celtic Frost mm-hmm. and X and Exodus. I was at that show. Aragon Ballroom, 1987. <laughs> yeah. You were probably with the, the, the whole we were in the same. Oh, group. yeah. We, we, we had probably the, the first 20 rows there from Zion. We, 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 first four rows. We took the train down to Ravenswood. And then we walked like 13 blocks down to Aragon or something like that. We all did. That's what we yeah. all did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, I think we had a case of beer on the train, too. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. And, you know, um, I remember uh, there was people walking around the crowd and they had Celtic Frost T-shirts. I was like, that's cool. Because like they had like this seven point star and skull and thing that they had, you know. And I thought that was pretty cool. And then I ran into Gary Holt, the guitar player from Exodus. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I started talking to him. I met him and started talking to him. That was pretty cool. That's well, because he thought you were James Hetfield. So he was trying to get on the <laughs> He probably thought it was. Metallica yeah. tour, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so Scott, hey, remember this? Scott, last, on the last episode, you said we were going to get James Hetfield on the show. This is the closest thing we're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> on the last episode, I said we were going to get Keith, and here he is. Yes. Can't you just be satisfied with what you have, Gabe? I didn't bring up the Hetfield thing. You brought it up. I knew it was going to come up. but Oh, it, it, we brought it up an hour ago. What are you talking about? In fact, I don't think we brought it up. Keith brought it up. Uh, he was talking about the, the You want to go band. back to the table? I'll go back to the tape. Oh, no, no, I think it was Scott because he said, uh, you know, what about the damage thing? That's what that started. Because you brought up Iron Maiden. Uh, Iron Maiden. And then I was like, oh, but you were in a damage. <laughs> right. You, you're asking me Iron Maiden or Metallica. That's right, because I knew you were in an Iron Maiden tribute band and a Metallica tribute band. So I yeah. knew that was going to. See, I'm really good at this, Keith. I, I, I know <laughs> where we're going to go next. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, um, yeah, he's not I, buying you know, that one either. I, I, I do like Metallica, obviously. You know, I'm a I'm a fan of the of you know Kill 'Em All to the Black album, but after that, I just don't really care about what they. You know, I kind of moved on. But what is there an Iron Maiden record that is better than Master of Puppets? I don't think there is. <sighs> you got me there. All right. You got me there because. What do you think of that last Maiden record? Uh, not good. What? Gabe, go listen, Gabe. Jitsu, go Gabe. Listen, listen. If, if you give it, skip to the like this, the last three songs. The last three songs are almost 40 minutes combined. Last three songs are great. Well, I haven't bought the album. I did listen to the singles. I should probably buy it. But I mean, I, I did get Book of Souls and I was not impressed with that. No, you don't have to buy it if you don't like it. But like, check out the last three songs. Uh, All pretty right. good. Yeah, I'll I'll give it a shot. Yeah, no one. But, Go ahead, Gabe. But you won't you won't you won't give the replacements a time of day though. Like if you had to if you had to listen to them, you you probably wouldn't do it. 
Um, I don't think I've ever even heard a song. Before. All right. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I said last time we were talking. I said, get a real metalhead on here, and they're going to say, who the hell are the replacements? Yeah, because exactly. the replacements yeah. aren't metal. What the fuck? Um, yes. Hey, what about uh, you? You were in Chicago. You were in the Chicago area till '97. You said before you moved. Yeah, '97. Any thoughts or feelings about enough's enough? Oh my god! <laughs> enough's enough. Shh, um, you guys. I've sh- never seen them in concert except mm-hmm. for I was at the Vic Theater for a benefit for Jason Becker. Oh, yeah. And some some of those enough and up guys were there that night, yeah. and I remember one of them throwing their guitar way up in the sky. Um, <laughs> there you go. My point is that you can't mix oil and water. Like a metalhead is not going to like replacements. But I Just- I like Iron Maiden and the replacements. Yes, you can mix oil and water. I'm proof that you can mix oil and water. You can't mix the metalhead and water. And oil I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means. Because you're not a metalhead. Do you know what? Uh, uh, says who? I listened to Iron Maiden just as much as you did when I was yeah, in high school. Yeah, but that doesn't make you... I listened to just as much Metallica as you did when I was in high school. How can you say I'm not... I don't have some metalhead in me. Some you're metalhead in You're questioning Scott's metal bona fides? He, he certainly is. No, no, no. Keith, back well, me up you're on not? this. You're not? Have you ever said... Have you ever said that metalhead Scott Lucas in your life? <laughs> You never accused him of being a metalhead. Um, no. It's okay. Okay. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Obviously but, not. Yeah, uh, you know, I remember, you know, Scott, you were like into like punk rock and and uh, and I don't, I don't know. You're in a different part of the high school crowd that I didn't hang out with. You know, I don't know. I mean, we sat next to each other. We, you know, like I bring in the new yeah. uh, issue of Guitar Magazine. I'm like, hey. You gonna learn this? And you're like, yeah, I already know how to play it. You know, it's like I do remember we were in creative writing together. Yeah, and um, I brought in a uh, a track from Surfing with the Alien called Circles, mm-hmm. and everybody that was writing their haikus, you know, to Joe Tirani, all of them were all about running really fast. Uh-huh. So I, I definitely remember that. <laughs> Um, you know, and I remember, uh, you played the high school. Uh, it was like some kind of like, um, assembly and you were like rocking out in the middle of the, of the, uh, gymnasium. Do you remember uh, that? Was that the, uh, the battle of the bands? Is that what you're talking about? I don't remember a battle of the bands, maybe. Um, but I definitely remember you were playing with, uh, Matt and Jerry. Your- Yes. Yeah. Matt and Jerry. Yeah. We Jerry, played yeah. we played cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> they let us play cocaine at the high school. I don't know how we got away with it. I remember that and um the gift tree at Lakehurst Mall. Oh, yeah. You had you had flyers there. <laughs> and and I went to a show of yours at I think uh Berry Park. It's on uh Sheridan. Bowen Park. Bowen Park. Bowen Park. Yeah. There was a show there that you were playing, and I was there for that. And I think I think the band was called Good and Plenty at the time. No, that was Gabe's that was, band. That, that was, was my band. Plenty. Okay. Well, I, I, me and Matt Garcia put on that show. And Matt Garcia Good and, Plenty, and I put, the, put 
put on that show. I, I meant I went. I was only going to say whatever. I, I Matt Garcia and I put on that show, but it was uh, it was I think it was Lunkhead, Good and Plenty, and, and Local H. Uh, yes, and then it was. Wasn't there a fourth band? Maybe. Was it? Uh, what was? What's his face's band? Gainsay. Gainsay. Maybe Gainsay, Gainsay was on that bill too. Might have been on it too. Yeah. But that was the one and only time you you played uh, Bowen Park. I believe. When was the last time you went to Bowen Park, Keith? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. When was the last time you smoked a joint at Bowen Park? Um. Well, never there. <laughs> but I, but early '90s, early yeah. '90s at that park, yeah. It's yeah. a good park. I like that park a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's right around the corner from uh, John's Mandel. The it's not there anymore, but that, my dad used to work there. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, here's where we're gonna get down to it for real. Uh, best pizza in Zion. Oh. Um. Does it include the harbor? Yeah, go for it. Then I would have to say the other place. Oh, that's a good. That's a good pick. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Gabe, how do you feel about the other place? I'd rather go to the other other place, Pizza House, <laughs> because <laughs> if I ever go back, when I ever go back to Illinois, it's going to be I'm going to stop in a Pizza House and getting that deep dish with extra sauce. All right, let me tell you something, Gabe. Uh, I took Justine there before. The world ended with COVID, and uh, we went to Pizza House, and then the next night, we met uh, Kurt, Cliff, and Russ Spice at the... It's not called The Other Place anymore. Keith, what's it called? Not, the Lighthouse or something like that? Yeah. It used to be The Dollhouse. Right. And then, but, they, and then they changed it to The Lighthouse. Right. And then the other place was sold and moved to the same building as The Lighthouse. Right. So yeah. that pizza... I got to say, Gabe, it might have been better than it might have been. I'm just saying, when you go back, you need to do a taste test between the Lighthouse yeah, and what did, Pizza House. What about Double D's? I think they're getting slighted here. Have you? I like Double D's. But that's Waukegan, right? Yeah, but the, the that's the trio, the trifecta. And there's Quonset. Oh. That's right. He's he's right. He's got you there, Gabe. Yeah, if you're going to go on Waukegan, it'd be Quonset. Yeah, then you can stop at Scott Overby's house. He lives right down the street from there. Hi, yeah, Scott. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys ever go to Jordy's? <laughs> I yeah. used to back in the day. I'm yeah. sure Scott has. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was like down the street from the from the famous flat. It was called the flat. It was on Waukegan and I think County. It was on the third floor. And we That's, had part we had parties there from like eighty seven to eighty nine every weekend. Dude, your Nashville just came out hardcore when you said parties. <laughs> Did you hear parties? that? Gabe? He said we had parties there. We had, we had parties there. We had parties there in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all over the place, man. But you know, like Jordy's, man, it's like after a night of drinking beer, um, you know, you walk down the street and you go to Jordy's and, and get you know, hot dogs and a bag full of soggy fries. Sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're there anymore. Doesn't sound like it. But uh, did you ever go to the flat? I don't know. 
who's on the third floor off Washington Street between County and Genesee. Is that the official name of the place, the flat? Yeah, we always called it the flat. I think my wife Heidi has been there before in, in back in the day partying with, with some of you guys. Yeah. Because like a, there's a there was a band there called Abstract. That uh, was their that was their jam spot, and that's when we called them. You know, back in the day, jam spots. Yeah. And um, they had moved to Kenosha, and um, and then I started playing music there with Ed Hughes, bass player, and with uh, Bill Bill Horvatenovich on drums. And then I think we also also had George Povich on bass for a George. While. We love George. Yeah. Oh, and, and um, the the building got sold in '89, and we moved to um, behind um, uh, in a building that had a dentist office, and it <laughs> it was the same building that you were in. Yeah, it was it was before you guys were in there. We were right. in there in the summer of '89. And um, you were in the Kicking Country side, uh, part of the building, right? Where a band called Kicking Country was uh-huh. rehearsing there, and you had <laughs> you you had their their space was much larger, but we had the the room that was to the very to the left, and there was like a, a door at you, a little side door that you'd open, and you'd it'd go down to the basement, and there was an art gallery down, art guy down there painting stuff, and. Um, it's but crazy. Yeah. Like a town like Zion, like it, it's it's hard to like really. I mean, how do we how do we explain to Ben what like trying to like have uh, I don't know culture in a town like Zion was like? I mean, wh- what kind of what kind of advice could you give to somebody? You know, how do you do something like that? How do you keep something like that alive? I I used to go to. Um practices where uh where, where numbskull was above the schwinn store mm-hmm. yeah and and metal rain was down in the basement right under the swinch <laughs> right. you know and so you're, here, you're in the eye of the storm there yeah and then we're uh next door neighbors to kicking country guys in that building of the dentist guy right yeah. right next to dina villa lobos's house <laughs> right <laughs> shit right down the street on that same street that that ends at sheridan road was masada Mm-hmm. They were down in that basement, and then we used to go to uh, rehearsals and like uh, Masada. Was there anybody Jewish in Masada? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not thinking there were, but go on. But they, there was, um, <laughs> um, and then after Rath's shows, we would help load everything back into into Rath's place. And, what was uh, the best Rath song? I'm, I'm going to go with "Abuse It Till It Bleeds." Uh, uh, mutants, <laughs> mutants. Okay, mutants. That was that was a fun one. All right, and um, for Numbskull, it was off with your head. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Rath, they they had the basement of the uh, county assessor's office next to the Genesee Theater. Yeah, they had that entire basement, and uh, they had all these fake Marshall cabinets, but they looked really cool. When you stack everything up at the Fiesta Palace, right? They get that trick from from Cheap Trick. Yeah, it's a cheap trick from Cheap Trick. Well, and Kiss did the same thing too. Oh, that's right. That's probably where Cheap Trick got it from. Yeah, because like uh, the Fiesta Palace used to be the Academy Theater. Oh shit! Do you ever go see movies at the Academy? Yeah, actually, um, the very first movie that I saw at the theater was Jaws. 
Really? At the academy? Yeah, and I was five. Wow. My, my mom took me. Yeah. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And across the street was the Genesee Theater. Yes, so I've seen Superman, Star Wars there. Yeah, I saw Star Wars at the Genesee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I, I had discovered going through some microfilm in Waukegan that Dawn of the Dead had played at the Genesee Theater, but Fuck. at the back in 79. Yeah. But I would have been too young, you know, even. Totally. But th- that that's when those theaters started to turn into grindhouse theaters. And that's when, uh, like, I was telling Ben this the other day, like, yeah, like my dad would take me to see Bruce Lee double features there. And it was just like full of gang members. And I can't imagine, like, how my dad must have been like, oh, wow, this is sketchy. And I've got my, like, 10-year-old kid. No. What do you got, Gabe? You got anything before we sign off here? No, I mean, uh, I, th- I thought for some reason you were getting kicked. I remember you telling me you were going to get kicked out. Of, you almost got kicked out of that Maiden show. But I thought yeah. it was because you were, you were smoking weed or something for some reason. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had business cards, and I was handing them out to people in the beer line. That is the and- absolute opposite of smoking weed. I know. It's like, oh, wow, you got kicked out for smoking weed? No, I got kicked out for business cards. <laughs> well, you're not cool. Oh, man. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, that, that seemed like it was only a couple of years ago, but it was 14 years ago. How, how the hell did we get this old? <sighs> Keith, your thoughts? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. The time is just flying, man. But you know what? Um, when I when I'm playing music with my friends, whether it's cover songs or my original band, I'm I'm still that kid pretending to be Ace Freely, playing yeah. Kiss playing Kiss records and jumping off the bed, man. I'm still that I got that in me right. to play music, you know. And there's there's a lot of things I want to accomplish musically, uh, uh, song song wise and album wise and musician wise, you know. So Hopefully I've got, you know, I got another, you know, couple more decades to get to the a level, a higher level. No, it seems to me now. like you you you're like you know, like in the Olympics, like you're running against yourself. You you're not like trying to compete with anybody else. You're competing with yourself and it's right? I mean, to me that yeah, seems I to have, be like a pretty healthy thing that yeah. all of us are trying to do. Like yeah, I just got I just got you know goals to set. Um, I always wanted to do Taekwondo, so I ended up doing that. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Karate Kid. No, I get it. <laughs> but I, I've taken some time off. Um, okay, a lot, about eight years. <laughs> We've but, all taken but, a lot of time off. Right? <laughs> but uh, you know, I my son started when he was like four or five, and then um, when he was about to turn six, I started. Okay. And so from 2006 until 2014, I got this close to my third degree. And then I black belt? Black belt. Yeah. Oh, dude. So yeah. do you have to re- do you have to register yourself? How, how does that work? Lethal weapons. <laughs> no, no, that that's like uh that's just something people say, but it's not true. You don't have yeah. to. But it's it, bullshit. But Isn't there, it? there are like things called the CTF, and you do. Are you, there is some kind of register type of thing for that. 
you know, I got a gun permit, but I don't have, I don't have a permit to do Taekwondo. Right. You know, well, you, you, you could print them out and you can hand them out at concerts. <laughs> <laughs> on the card, you could put like a, a black belt with the, the two stripes on it. You could, you know? and then you could put some weed in that and wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> and smoke that sucker. 